Hey, Relevant Development community, are you ready to take your leadership to new heights? Begin your journey with the Raise the Bar Leadership Group. With only 25 spots available, transform your leadership in just 90 days through dynamic weekly sessions, well-crafted strategies, and a supportive community. Discover the art of leading with authenticity, strength, and influence. You can secure your spot by messaging me the word leader to info at weraisethebar.com. That's info at weraise, R-A-I-Z-E, thebar.com. Anyone can hold a position, but not everyone can raise the bar. Let's lead boldly with intentionality and purpose. If you're ready, DM me the word leader. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome to the Relevant Development Podcast. In this episode, I dig a little bit deeper into the hats that we should wear. The mindfulness that you need to put on Make sure that we ask the right questions. Good questions will give you good answers, but great questions will give you great answers. So how do we mentally put on the better leadership hat when dealing with our kids at home, our wife at home, our spouse at home, and our employees at work? I'll show you the tips and tricks that I use. Stay tuned. This will be a good one. If you want to raise the bar on your growth, whether it's personal or professional, this is the podcast for you. We are here to teach, mold, and grow you and make your development relevant. This is the Relevant Development Podcast. And now, the host, your personal and professional development coach, Juan Alvarado. Alvarado. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much for showing up to episode four. Episode four seems like episode 120. This is a long process. Um, a lot of hard work, but it's good for those listeners out there because I put my time and effort into growing you and growing each other. Also, if you know someone who would bring value to this podcast, reach out to me at info, I-N-F-O, info at weraisethebar.com, and I will give you information on how to become a guest and the requirements on being the show, I want to be able to continue to add value to you. So as you heard uh, in this episode, I want to dig a little bit further into the hats that we wear. So just a quick recap, if you haven't listened to episode three, you can go back and listen to episode three, where I talk about the different hats that we wear as working parents. In that one, in that episode, again, just a little quick recap is a lot of times we treat our employees like kids, and then we go home and we treat our kids like employees. Like we still think we're the boss. Yes, we're a parent, but do we take time, specific and intentional time to be a parent? And at work, do we take intentional time to be a leader? How many of you parents out there, when your kids come home from school or a friend's house or whatever you ask, so how'd it go? How did today go? How did your, how did your day at school go? It was all right. It was cool. And then you're okay with that. Oh, so what did you do? Uh, nothing. Those are okay questions, which is why you got an okay answer. The word okay is quick. Like when you text and you text okay, it's a quick answer. I agree. Yep. Mm-hmm, move on. But how are you okay with okay? Like we should not be pleased with okay. If you were to get a spectrum of like horrible, negative, disarray, really bad, bad, and then you get to fine, okay, good, Great, amazing, phenomenal. And there's this spectrum, right? Going from left to right or from bottom to top. The word good and okay and fine are at the very bottom of positive. Like they're only two or three points away from being negative. Are you, quote unquote, okay? Are you content with having an okay marriage, an okay relationship, an okay paying job, okay friends? Like 
We should not be content. We should not be happy with good and okay. So when our kids or my boys say okay or or good, it was fine, I cannot stand for that. Not that I can't stand it. I cannot stand for it. And so I had to come up with a different ways. And working with uh, students in schools and in, in, in education, I came up with this thing where, again, and I've learned this from John Maxwell, good questions give you good answer, but great questions or great leaders ask great questions. So I thought, okay, how can I be a great leader and ask great questions? And so I started to do this. And you can do this with employees. You don't have to do this with just kids. It goes both ways. I would ask my son, on a scale of one to 10, one being horrible and 10 being phenomenal, how was your day? And just as quick as the reply of fine, he's going to take a moment to think. And they're going to think and say, or he said in this instance, a seven. Right, cool. I know that it was above average, right? Better than okay and fine, because okay and fine is at the bottom. And the next thing I would ask is if it was horrible, it was a one, what good thing bounced that bad boy right up to a seven? It went from one and up to a seven. What good thing or things happened today that made it go from a one to a seven? And he would tell me that he was playing kickball and he got a double and they won or he was playing basketball and he made a shot and he made it and um, he got an, uh, you know, a four on the test because in elementary school, it's one, two, three, and four and four is like an A. So he got an A. They had, you know, um, his favorite food at lunch. Cool. So now I know what the kid ate, what the kid did at PE, what the kid did at recess, how great it was and how it made him feel a lot better than fine. So then I, I flip it, I switch it, and I say, if it was an amazing day and it was a 10, what crappy thing happened that went and brought it from a 10 down to a 7? Uh, my name got put on the board. This actually happened. Remember I told you about the girl that liked me? Yeah, she came to me and says that she doesn't like me anymore. Well, we're still friends, but she doesn't like me like me. And so now in this, what seems to be a simple conversation, I know the three or four things that went really well. And now I know the two or three things that went really wrong. And now my son and I have dialogue. Not only that, relationships are not a monologue. Relationships are not built off of monologues. One person talks, one person listens. So I want to have a dialogue with my kid. I want to have a dialogue with my employees. Now I have something to talk about. I can talk about how he feels about the little girl and, how, and you know that relationship. I can go about why did your name get put on the board and what do you do and how do you take action and how do you fix it? Um, We can go off of basketball. I didn't know that you played basketball. Let's go and play basketball this weekend or let's shoot around when you're done with your homework. Like it has given me so many avenues of approach with my son, right? And so now I can ask those same questions and now I know so much more about their day. We need to start asking better questions so you can get better answers. And so your relationships can then get a better result. Now, when we go back into the workplace, you can do the same thing. Hey, Shelly, Don, whomever, how, how's work going? It's kind of a crappy answer. What are you working on today? How is it going? Hey, the project that you're working on, how, how is that going? Good. Any, any hiccups? What's going well? Um, I ask uh, staff this all the time. What do you love to do? What don't you like to do? Like, what do you absolutely love about your job? Uh, Newsflash, bosses, there's something at work that your employees don't like. We all have it. We all have it. In the school district, uh, when I was working in uh, the, as a director of programs, my staff hated FPM. It's an audit. 
nobody likes that. If you work in a school or you work in financing, you know what an FPM is. When you see this either here or on YouTube or whatever, leave a comment and say, yes, FPM suck. Like everybody has that one thing or multiple things that they do not like at work. But you should know that as a boss. Be in a mindset. You worked your way up because you were sick and tired of having that pay. You didn't want to do this part of the position. And with moving up, gave you different responsibility. But thank God I didn't have to do that anymore. With our employees, we we should know what they love to do, what they don't love to do. Because here's the thing. You might be able to find somebody who likes what the other employee doesn't like. And you can actually find cross-training. You can find, hey, if you get overwhelmed, I know where we can alleviate that stress and that job. And I can give it to somebody else who likes it. We need to stop thinking that just because we did it the same way years and years and years before doesn't mean we have to keep on doing it that way. You know how many times I've gotten into organizations and I ask, uh, what is a problem that you guys have? Oh, well, we have to do things this way or this way. How come do you guys haven't changed it? Well, that's the way we've always done it. Is there an easier way to do it? Uh, absolutely. So then why come you guys, how come you guys aren't doing it? Well, because we never asked or it's got turned down before. When was that? Four years ago. Cool. Push the envelope again. We have to be able to change it. And if you are a boss, a manager, a supervisor, CEO, director, whatever, I can guarantee you that your employees that are in the trenches have better ideas, better ways to fix certain things at that grassroots level. They have a better knowledge and concept than you do. I'm telling you, they have a better knowledge on how to get it done. A quick story that I'll tell you, I believe it was uh, the president of Burberry at the time. She was asking all of her C-suite people, how come our sales are declining? And how come when you look up our product, it has flatlined? Our clientele are elderly women. Why? And the C-suite people couldn't, couldn't, um, couldn't give her a straight answer. And so she said, how are we going to change the look of our company? And the C-suite people were like, oh, we'll try this and we'll get these people and this designer, we'll do this and we'll make every, everything going on. And they got to a point where all the C-suite people ended up saying, whatever it takes, we don't want this company to go under. And so the female president at the time said, are you willing to do whatever it takes? I said, absolutely. Everyone get out. Got out of the boardroom. She got her assistant and said, I want every employee, 25 years or, or younger, and I want them in this boardroom. You got five minutes. So they get there and she says, what is the issue and the problem? The collective group said, our social media presence is gone. Uh, we don't, we've never had one. It's non-existent. And if you look on our magazines, the average um, age of our, the, of our clientele, our mid-range is 60 years old. And so she said, how do we fix this? And so they said, well, we need different models uh, to be younger. We need to have a social media presence. Uh, maybe we can put something on the on the tag where it says to take a picture and use hashtag Burberry or whatever it was. And she said, are you guys willing to do what it takes to revamp this company? And they said, yes. So she said, everyone get out, go get the C-suite people in. Everyone's in this board meeting. 20, 25-year-old uh, staff, the C-suite people, the, the president tells the C-suite people, you are to execute everything that these 25-year-olds and younger tell you to do. Y'all in charge, you execute. Roles are switched. And zero had an issue with it. Nobody had a problem with it because they knew at the end of the day, this was the goal. The way you do something is the way you'll do everything. 
So if you half-ass something, guess what? You're going to half-ass it. They say practice makes perfect. No, practice makes permanent. You have to continue to practice, 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 practice. So if you aren't constantly seeing and asking yourselves, what can we do differently that's going to make us bigger, better, faster, and be able to be in front of the curve? Because here's the thing. Those people who were not ready for change got left behind. Why are we okay with saying, how's your day going? You good? Cool. Go on. How's your day today? It's fine. And they move on. No, the way you did it before doesn't mean that you have to do it this way again. So managers, directors, CEOs, have those conversations with your staff. Talk with your staff. What project are you working on? What is it that you truly love about your job? What about you, your job don't you like? Ask your staff. Get to know your staff. What about filing papers or doing this or doing that or create, pulling this report or doing whatever? What about it don't you like? And we need to have those hats, not just the CEO boss hat, but we need to have the hat of understanding purposefully. How do I understand you? When we go into hard uh, conversations, those, those, those conversations where we have to write somebody up, where we have a verbal warning, a written warning, we, have to, we bring them in. Do you know how hard it is to be that person receiving that? Like, have you ever been on that other end of the table? And so one of the things that I learned is you never speak to someone. I'm on one side of the table, you're on the other side of the table. No, we're on the same side and we're kind of tilted towards each other, but we, I speak with them, not at them. I speak with them and not to them. We need to make sure that we understand what's going on. Hey, um, oh, I heard this. There was a, uh, a superintendent that I heard that he would never have difficult conversations in his office because his office was supposed to be a place of joy, understanding, clarity, and just a really good place to be where there was growth. So anytime he had a difficult conversation, it was everywhere else. It was outside on the, on, the, on the bench or in a conference room, or it was somewhere else other than his office, like the principal's office. If you were to call a kid and tell them to go to the principal's office, everyone's like, oh, you're in trouble. But imagine kids going to school, not worried about going into the principal's office. We need to have empathy when we talk to staff, one. But two, it's just the intentionality of this hat of boss It needs to not only be boss, but it also needs to be mentor. I'll give you an example. I had a goal of making a certain amount of money. We'll just say $100,000, right? I had a goal of $100,000 to make uh, this, this last year. And I fell short. My mentor says, your intentions were not to make $100,000. I said, yeah, they were. No, they weren't. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. And I'll tell you why. What were you doing on this date, this date, this date, this date, and gave me a list of dates? Or this time, this time, this time. Oh, I was spending time with family, or I took a day off, or I was working on this project, or I was working on this. Um, how many emails did you send out? Oh, I didn't send out too many emails. How many phone calls did you follow up with? Oh, I didn't follow up with so many phone calls. How come? I thought your intentions were to make $100,000. The day off that you took, your intentions was to rest. It wasn't to make $100,000. The day that you took to uh, work on this project, that wasn't going to bring you money. So your intentionality was just to work on that project, not to work on, a, not to make $100,000. And so he started to make me realize that my intentions at one time were to make $100,000. However, on a different day and a different time, that wasn't my true intention. So how do we bring this back? If your true intention is to be a better father, is to be a better mother, is to be a better spouse, 
then that will always be your intention. So if your spouse needs help in the kitchen or cleaning something or doing whatever, a task, and you say, not right now, or hold on, or you give attitude, your intentions is to rest and to sit down, not to be helpful. If my intentions are to be a better father and my son says, can we go outside to play catch? I'm like, oh, mijo, not right now. I, I just sat down. I just got home. Your intentions are to rest, not to have, not to build a better relationship with your son. Because if the intention was truly, authentically, to build a relationship with your son, you would say, hey, I'm tired, but you know what? My intentions, the intentionality of what I'm doing right now needs to be focused to that. To kind of tie everything together, this podcast episode and the last one is we need to intentionally have the thinking capacity, the time and the effectiveness to say right now, this is what I need to do, who I need to be, and how I'm going to get there. That mindset shift for every situation needs to change. And and as a boss or as a parent, you're going to have to uh, take your hat off and put another one. You're going to have to have two hats and take one off and put one on and take another one off and put another one on and be empathetic and then be empowering and be inspir- and be an inspiration to your kid. And then you're going to have to put on uh, the loving hat. And then with your spouse, you're going to have to put a, a listening hat on to, con- to console them. And then you're going to have to put on a different hat for love or restoration. And then you're going to go to work and you're going to have to put on the, the hat of boss. And then you have to take it off and be empathetic to be a problem solver. But we can't be the problem solver when we're also trying to be boss and, hey, I'm in charge. You do what I say and this is how it goes. Or how many times did we hear this as a, as a kid? Because I'm your dad and I said so. Boy, if you don't move fast enough, what happened to your intention of being a better boss, a better mother, a better father, a better husband, a better wife? So today, before you go, I want you to write down who you truly want to be as a employee, as a boss. And then all your roles as a father, mother, sister, brother, whatever it is, who do you want to be? And this is, again, a good way to figure out who you should be. Who does the other person want you to be? And I'm not saying to change, right? I'm not saying that. What is the old uh, golden rule? Treat others the way you want to be treated. I find that to be wrong. It's treat others the way they want to be treated. So how do they want you? How does my son want me to show up every day? How does my wife want me to show up every day? And here's a good key on who who and how you should authentically be. Go to gallup.com, G-A-L-L-U-P, and you can have your, you would take an, uh, an assessment and it is, uh, you either get your top five or your full 34, and that's what I am trained in. If you want to know who you authentically are, your true natural strengths, and how to point them purposefully and intentionally at work and at home, take the assessment, reach out to me, Juan at WeRaiseTheBar.com, and I can help you and your organization go through that. We're doing it through um, online. We're doing it in person uh, with different organizations. We're working with managers and their teams on how to become more cohesive, have a strength-based leader so we can have a strength-based team, and culture and productivity and efficiency is going way up, and in their families' homes as well. So if this interests you, Go to gallup.com. I don't get anything from Gallup. Take that assessment. I think it's $19.95 for the top five, uh, $49.99 for the full 34 report. They're both really good. They're both the same thing. One, you just get a lot more insights. Take it and become better. And remember that we are trying to ask better questions so we can get better answers, so we can have a better relationship. Good questions give you good answers, but great questions give you great answers which give you a great relationship, which makes you a great leader. 
Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a a review, four-star rating. That would totally help us and uh, future potential listeners. The reviews and the, the stars totally help us out. So leave a great review and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Relevant Development Podcast with Juan Alvarado. You can rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and be sure to follow Juan on Instagram at RaiseTheBarCEO. That's R-A-I-Z-E, The Bar CEO, or at WeRaiseTheBar.com. That's We, R-A-I-Z-E, The Bar.com. We'll see you here next time. Next time.